Hello, everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine Scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. Well, welcome back, and we want to talk some more about signs following and the power of God in us. Signs following believers, not the other way around. We don't follow signs, they follow us. I want to remind you and refresh your memory of the scripture, Matthew 10, 7 and 8. And he said, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, now freely give. And so we've been talking about that. And we also use the scripture and found in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. And so we were leaving off last week. We were talking about different miracles that we have seen through the years. And so I just want to jump back in and just right out of the gate, just go ahead and tell you that we believe that God still works that way. And if you didn't get last week's podcast, go back and listen to it. You're going to hear a handful of miracles that we've seen. Now, these are not things that we heard about. These are actually signs and things that we saw. We talked about being influenced by a great man of God named David Hogan and how he challenged us to to begin to really believe God for things kind of above our pay grade, if you will. And we we did so until we finally began to see things take place and happen. So we're going to get into several different scriptures today. I just want to share a couple of things, a couple of miracles real quick that took place. You remember when we were in Kentucky, we were in a small Methodist church, actually. Yes. And we were, were singing praise and worship. We were actually singing a hymn of the church, Draw Me Nearer, Blessed Lord. And I was sitting at the keyboard, or not sitting, I was standing at the keyboard, and I was singing. And suddenly, about the second or third row back on the extreme left side of the church, from, from my perspective on the stage, there was a lady who began to 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 just kind of, she got loud, and she started saying it. And we were kind of like, well, what's going on? She said, well, I can see, I can see, I can see. And I thought, well... Being somewhat of a cynic, I thought, well, so can I. So what's the big deal? And so she said, well, you don't understand. I said, well, please enlighten me. And she said, I can see out of my eye. And I couldn't see before because the retina had been surgically detached. And for whatever reason, uh, God chose right in the middle of praise and worship. That shows us that really God uses us. But at the same time, he doesn't depend on us. He can still do whatever he wants to, whenever he wants to. And the power of God is amazing. You know, we had another service. You remember when we were in Spring Hill and we were on stage and we were just worshiping God? You know, I heard my son-in-law talk a few minutes ago and he was talking about worship. He's a worship leader. And he talked about this as being the only time in a service where we're strictly ministering to God is in praise and worship. Now, while we do feel God... 
that's really a time when we we do minister to God all the way through the service, but it's specialized time for Him. And I remember us being on stage in in Spring Hill, Florida, at the same church. If you go back and you listen, my wife just spoke about a miracle that took place in another service in that church where the ears of a lady had been open. Well. We were singing and praying and praising God, and all of a sudden we had a guy that was sitting about about the middle of the, the church, really. And it was strange because we had we had a uh, uh, overhead projector that had the words on the the, the the songs on the wall, and then all of a sudden he started covering up one eye, and then he'd take the, his hand down and he'd pull it back up, and he'd take his hand down and. I knew something was going on, but I didn't know what it was. It was kind of a strange response during the middle of a praise and worship service. And his name was Brother Bob. And when, when, when we got through and we could actually interview Brother Bob, which I kind of stopped right in the middle of service and said, what's going on? He said, well, I had been to the doctor this week, to the ophthalmologist. And the ophthalmologist said, hey, uh, how long have you been blind in that eye? He said, I didn't know I was. And it was kind of a stunning thing because he had gone blind in one of his eyes and could not see it all out of it and didn't realize it because his other eye, he was dependent on it. Well, when we were during praise and worship, a brother named Chris just slipped his hand over on, on Brother Bob right in the middle of praise and worship and said, Lord, heal Brother Bob. No big deal. We didn't have anointing oil. We didn't have a prayer tunnel. We didn't have a fire tunnel. We didn't have a message of faith prior to. No, Chris is just a regular guy. Yeah, Chris is, yeah, uh, just a great guy, just a great individual. And he was just one of those guys that just happened to follow the leading of the Lord. And when he did, Brother Bob got healed and his eye was open during that service. And of course, pandemonium broke out when we figured out what was going on and how God had moved in that service. And I thought it was interesting because, you know, I had heard different people like T.L. Osborne talk and, and how he would see things happen. And actually, he went in somewhere and they were going to arrest him and they were going to arrest Reinhard Bunke had a similar situation where he went in and, and as he was ministering, people would get healed. Well, different governments didn't like it. That he was They said he was practicing medicine without a license. And, and so T.L. Osborne said, that man was way on the other side of the crowd. I was over here. I had nothing to do with it. God touched him because he wanted to. God's able to heal still today. We want to get more into some scriptures and share a few more stories with you today. Uh, I don't know if we're going to wrap this up today specifically or if we may have. Uh, listen, folks, when, when miracles started happening in our lives and we started seeing them, they they just kind of just become more the norm. And so we have just story after story after story that we can tell. And we're not trying to heap glory unto us. Our point is that Jesus took stripes on his back for us, according to Peter, by whose stripes you were healed. And so we stand on that scripture really strongly, and we just want to give allegiance to him and praise and honor to our Lord and Savior because it's, it is he who did that. But it's up to us because he told us, go and as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, and cast out demons. So we've got stories that line up in each of those categories. And and so those two little stories of blind eyes being open, 
to me, they're amazing. And it really reminds me about what Paul was writing in his experience when he was addressing the church at Corinth. And so I want to read something to you in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 through 5. You want to read that for us? And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yeah, I think that this is really incredibly important that we have people put faith not in our wisdom, I know there's a lot of people that say a lot of wise things, and there's a lot of quips and quills that are out there that are awesome. But at the same time, I think that it's more important that they see the power of God working in us. Now, Paul had this experience when he was in Athens. He went in and he began to try and reason with people. If you if you think about the Greeks, they were all about wisdom. And the Bible kind of indicates that when he was there, he had this thing and he made this argument, but not many people were impacted. So he learned that wisdom was not everything in the sense of trying to explain things. It was better to have wisdom and the power and the demonstration. But he right. said, if I had to choose one over the other, he said, I didn't come here with excellency in speech. I just came in the power and the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we saw that. Now, listen, what happened with us is we began to affect other people. And our children are part of those people that were affected. I was, you know, thinking about the time when our son Brandon went into Walmart and he seen somebody in there and then God kind of challenged him to pray for somebody, but he didn't want to do that. And so um, he, he kept running around and God kept challenging him. And he saw this lady that was in a wheelchair eventually. And, and so his wife noticed that he was not able to pay attention to what she was doing. And she said, what is up with you? He said, you see that lady over there? I'm supposed to go pray for her. And so he, she said, well, go already because you're not paying attention to anything I'm doing. So go over there and pray. And so he did. He walked over and he, he talked to her and he said, you know, God healed my back and I'm sure that he wants to touch you today. And I'd, I'd just like to pray for you. Now, this is challenging. When you see somebody in a wheelchair, it's a challenge to you to think, I've got something that can help because it's kind of like that lady that we spoke of in our last broadcast where we had what appeared to be failure when we talked about praying for her arm to grow back, but it didn't grow back in front of us. And in public. And, and, and it was very much in public. And so he said, you know what, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, that's what I'm going to do. And he went over and he began to pray for her in, in public in Walmart of all places. And God came down and and got in the mix of things. You want to talk about the results? Well, she began to cry out as the Lord began to touch her body. He said she physically responded as the Holy Spirit began to move through her body. He said he could feel the Holy Spirit on him. And she ended up getting up out of the chair. And she said, you know what? I came into Walmart to get some sheets and I got a healing. And he saw her later after she paid for her sheets, pushing her wheelchair to her car. So, you know, God is more faithful than we are. But when we step out like that, even in a public place, out on faith, He'll meet us there. So she came in riding a wheelchair but left out 
pushing walking and <laughs> pushing right. the wheelchair, which is an amazing situation. So God is looking for boldness, and he's looking for us to move forward. And so 1 Corinthians 4.20 says this, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Come on. And so we need to know that God is with us. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And there's a lot of people that talk a good talk, but it's different when you actually are walking the walk and you're out in public and you see the power of God that is moving. So we want to get behind or beyond. We want to get beyond just talking. And we actually want to move on to the power and the signs and the miracles. A lot of people use the term power evangelism. And so we want God to move. I know uh, Bill Johnson teaches that, that power evangelism is one of the number one things. He said, you know, you can have an argument when somebody actually talks to you about something. But when they've seen the power of God at work, it kind of makes them and forces them into making a decision about God. One place that comes to mind is we go to Thailand. We've been several times, and we had the opportunity when we were there, we went to a teenage detention facility, which they had both females and males there. And we had the opportunity, which is unbelievable, to minister to them right in front of this huge statue of Buddha. Right. We were in the Buddhist temple, so to speak. Yeah. And so they brought these kids down for, what was it, like an hour that we got to minister to them. We got to say whatever we wanted to. So we, we preached to them about the love of Jesus and Jesus Christ and the power that he has and how he wanted to heal them. And at the end, we gave out words of knowledge. The Lord gave us a word of knowledge about somebody's knee, so I called it out, and this young man came down saying that his knee was in a lot of pain. It had been hurting him for several years. So we laid hands on his knee. Of course, all this was done through an interpreter. Right, right through the interpreter, because we can't speak Thai, and um, prayed for him, and the Spirit of God moved, and he said he felt through the interpreter, he said he felt heat and warmth and um, tingling sensation through his leg and on his knee, and the Lord healed his knee. And we like to say this right in front of Buddha. Buddha couldn't do a thing about it. I mean, the statue was huge, probably 20 feet tall um, statue of Buddha, and Jesus healed this young man's knee right in front of Buddha. Buddha couldn't stop it. And as a result of the power of God, it wasn't just talk, a matter of talk, but as a result of the power of God healing this young man's knee, we were able to lead him to Christ, and not just him, some other of the young men and women that were there were able to see a demonstration of the power because they'd been asking Buddha to heal and Buddha had done nothing. But Jesus came on the scene and healed and by the power of Jesus and the cross, now we had their attention and we were able to minister to them. It's pretty amazing. I love it that that Buddha couldn't do anything to prevent it. Even though it was supposed to be his house, God just took over and it was just amazing. Another example of that, again, was in Thailand. Do you remember we're standing out um, before we went out to do what we call a treasure hunt and our team was gathered around and we were outside of the, the school and they have a lot of their schools there on property with the monasteries. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And there was actually a um, a Buddhist priest that was there with us. And so we, our team prays. So we said, okay, we're going to gather around and pray. And he gets in the circle with us and 
grabs hands with us and say, we're praying for God to give us clues about what we're supposed to look for for the day, certain colors, uh, certain um, outfits that people would be wearing, the clothing items or scars, anything that in particular we're supposed to pay attention to that day to minister to people. And as we're standing in the circle praying, the Lord gives us a word of knowledge about someone's neck hurting. And it happens to be the Buddhist priest. And so he's been bothered by his neck for years from what we understand through the interpreter. And so we ask him, can we pray for him? And we actually lay hands on him and he feels heat through his neck and and we begin to pray, which, you know, this is completely, you're not supposed to be doing this, but God begins to touch him and it really messed with him. You could tell that it really confused him because he has been going to Buddha and praying for Buddha to heal his neck for some time. And he is a Buddhist priest. Nothing has happened. And we pray in the name of Jesus Mm -hmm. and his neck is healed. Right. I remember David and Lynette Burbine were with us on that trip and God just used them so mightily and and different different areas that we were in. And these are lay people, yes. wonderful people, but they're lay people and God would use them and they would get words and they would begin to pray for people and we see miracle after miracle. It's amazing that when you go out and you actually start doing the things that God has called you to do, and we're not suggesting everybody do what we do we're suggesting everybody was told to but at the same time that's really up to you but david is a man of boldness and his wife at great faith and we just we saw so many wonderful things not only there but in kenya when they went with us on different trips so shout out to david and lynette if you're listening today we're glad that you went with us and it's and so exciting and it's such faith builders when you do that whether alone or with a team when you really just and it's scary. I'm not going to tell you it's not. We call it crossing the chicken line, um, like our, what our son did at Walmart, and our girls do it. Both of our girls and their well have been on the mission field, yes, both of them and their husbands have been on the mission field. And so as our family, we believe in, in crossing the chicken line, and your chicken line might be down at Walmart or Publix or wherever your grocery store is, Aldi's or, or wherever it is in the parking lot at your local drugstore or, or wherever. But just crossing that chicken line and and giving a word of knowledge to somebody, a prophetic word to somebody, or praying for you see somebody's limping and you ask, can you pray for them, or whatever it is, or you see somebody that's struggling financially, and as you give them some money, then you just speak a word of encouragement into their life and watch what that does. And that will build your faith for the next step that you go forward to do it again. Mark sixteen fifteen says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. I think that that's one of the most key statements the word is confirmed with accompanying signs. Whenever we go out and we give the word and realistically we take the good news, what is the good news? Jesus saves, he heals, he delivers, he sets free. So when we take those words out and we begin to talk about and elevate Jesus and we begin to just lift up the name of Jesus, 
when we do that, he begins to to show up. And I don't want to say the words perform, but it's amazing what happens and transpires because he wants to confirm his word that you just preached. And so I think that's where a lot of times we've really missed it in church because a lot of times we'll preach and then we don't really offer an opportunity for the confirmation of the word to go forward. But one of the things I want to go back and I want to focus on, these signs follow those who believe. We don't chase after and run after this one and that one and the other one because the Bible actually tells us and gives kind of a prophetic warning. Jesus is talking when he said that there will be some that come in my name saying, uh, Christ is here, Christ is there. And he said, do not follow after them. But if you believe God that these signs would actually follow you. So I think it's really a paradigm that that needs to be understood that God is with you and wherever you go, you don't have to go looking for the great evangelist or you don't have to go looking for that. Listen, there's nothing wrong with going in and hearing an evangelist or hearing a missionary. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is don't go there expecting God who's with you now to do something there that he wouldn't do for you already. So as we go, then it, you know, the Bible talks about us, cleanse the leper, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. And so we have seen some of all of these signs and wonders take place in our ministry. And we want you to know that God wants to use you in that realm today. And so get ready to press in and ask the Lord to just start opening up opportunity. We call them divine appointments. Yes. Where where you know that, uh, as Lisa was talking about, uh, when we were in the Buddhist temple, what we were actually praying about, and we were in several of them when we were in, in Thailand. So um, one was in the detention center. The other were where the Buddhist monk actually got healed. That was a different one. And while we were there, we were actually praying, God, open up the opportunities and show us who it is that you want us to see. And how important is it that we get led to the right people? Oh, it's incredibly important because there is a, a God has a specific time, a specific person in mind, and we uh, you know make ourselves available to go to that person that God is wanting to speak to. Uh, it's incredible when we open. Uh, we were just putty in His hands and say, "Lord, I'll be that vessel. Move through me today. Take me to the person You're trying to meet." And it's so humbling too. It's just I, I'm always so humbled afterwards, and I feel just so wonderful. And it always makes me want to cry when God speaks to somebody or he touches their body and I, I had the opportunity to witness it and and to be there and I thought Lord thank you so much to just get to be the willing person that you chose to move through today and I had the chance to stand here and watch you do this God it's an incredible incredible honor to get to see that and to be a part of it you know, the scripture said that God anointed Jesus to go about doing good. And friend, he's anointed us to do the same thing. And here's what he wants to do. He wants us to go out. He wants us to make an effort. And it's just a way of proving our faith. It's not not being saved by uh, works, but at the same time, it is proof of faith when you go out and you begin to ask people. Now, here's what I do like. Uh, I think it was Bill Johnson that said this. I know that we're a strange and peculiar people, but the more normal you are, the better off we are. <laughs> and so we want to be strange, peculiar, filled with power, and do things according to 
you know, what the Bible says, but at the same time, be the most normal you can be in the process. So when you go out, you don't have to present yourself in some weird fashion, but honestly, just talk to people about the Lord. I think my, my son has a great approach, and that is he always starts with, hey, you know, I want to tell you what the Lord has done for me, which is really what Paul used a lot. Paul always said, I was on the road to Damascus, and I was riding, I was kind of minding my own business. Matter of fact, Paul thought, I'm doing God a favor because I'm killing Christians and doing those kind of things, when he had an experience that changed his life. Well, from then on, everywhere he went, everyone that he talked to, he always said, I was on the road to Damascus, and he gave his personal testimony, which allowed him then to open up and begin to minister to other people. And I think a lot of times that if you will just take your personal testimony, testimony and it gives you an opportunity you know what i've used many many times is when i saw people who were hung over or whatever I, I would talk to them i said you know i don't do that anymore i used to do that i used to have hangovers i used to have guilty conscience. i used to have those things but god has delivered me and let me just tell you he wants to deliver you too or if you see somebody that has a need and it, it, we, we call them, some of them are obvious if somebody's got their arm in a cast we know, hey, God needs to heal that. If if we see somebody with a neck brace, hey, we know that God needs to touch that. And so what we would love to see you do is just take the opportunity to do what Jesus said and go and as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Take the opportunity to allow signs to follow you when you pray for other people and allow God to use you. Amen. You know, so often we, we talk to people and they want the big platform and they want to stand before the masses and, and heal the masses and see all this. But we, we, we ask this question a lot. What are you doing about the one or two? Are you stopping for the one? Heidi Baker is so wonderful about saying that. Stop for the one. But literally, are you stopping to pray for the one? Are you stopping for the one in the cast or the one with the lip or the one in the wheelchair? Um, are you humbling yourself to pray for those when it's embarrassing or not convenient and all that because that's where it begins. It's the one and the two and the three before we can stand before the masses. And and we may not be called to stand before the masses, but we are called to the one and the two and the three. You know, we had a leader in our church named John Walker, who was a great state official and, and he's gone on to be with the Lord. But I remember hearing him say one night, somebody said, man, if I had a million dollars, this is what I'd do. And John said this, what are you doing with a buck and a quarter you got in your pocket? And that's kind of the same principle. You know, it's if I had the great anointing, I would do this. If I had eloquence, I would do this. If I had this, that, and the other, I would do. But what are you doing with what you do have? When You know, when, when Moses was in front of God, God didn't say, what can you do? He said, what do you got in your hand? Absolutely. And he said, I got a stick. He said, that's enough. That's right. <laughs> so, so a lot of times it's what we have in our hand. It is, it is not something spectacular. It's not something that we need to, to miss out on. So take the opportunity. And I love that song that... Uh, Jason Jones, Jason Lee Jones. Jason Lee Jones did a song called Stop for the One. I love that song. And he based it really on, on the premise of what Heidi Baker says. Stop for the one who's in front of you. They're always the one who's in need right now is the time. And now is the day. You know what the Bible says about faith? Now faith is. So it's always happening right now, right in front of you, wherever you're at. So we're not finished with this. I think we're going to have to do a third session to actually maybe wrap this up, maybe the next time we get together. And so we just want to invite you back again.
and we're going to be talking about signs, wonders, and miracles because really that's really what this is all about. Faith works. We want to stretch your faith. We want you to know that you can do this. That's right. Hey, listen, I hope your faith was stirred this week. And even as we are slowly coming out of lockdown, that as you're able to move out a little bit more, look for opportunities in the grocery store. People are afraid. Look for an opportunity to give an encouraging word. You may feel like, hey, I I want to be used to give out words of wisdom and words of knowledge. Well, you have to start somewhere. And so there may be some failures before you, you you have some success. That's what people don't realize. While I tend to be very accurate, I, you know, I have failures and, and it's a a walk of faith of stepping out and giving words and, and trying to give, you know, give numbers and addresses and things. And and I've gotten a lot of that right. But, you know, praying for people and waiting for them to be healed, like we, we shared in the other podcast about praying for the woman's arm to grow back. We've prayed for several limbs to grow back and just look for opportunities this week to stretch your faith and have God use you to do great exploits in these last days. Because as we said, the atmosphere is being stirred, that it's prime time right now for the children of God to rise up and be used of God like never before in these last days. And let God use you. Let your faith be stirred. Let it grow to heights like it's never grown before in the name of Jesus. Lisa mentioned that a lot of times that she'll step out and she'll give a name and she'll give something and she'll call that out in the services, especially when we've been in like Women Warriors of God meetings or or something to that effect or maybe a revival. And a lot of times what will happen is she'll call it out and nobody will respond right there during the service. But then after the service, when everybody's kind of going home or whatever, they'll come up, somebody will come up and say, hey, sister, that word was really for me. And, you know, sometimes you you have to take that leap of faith, even though it may look like to other people you have missed it. God knows who he's sending that word to and who it is for. So keep that in mind as you go and you practice your faith. Even on here, you know, as we release words, we have not heard back from people a lot as far as hey, that word was for me, and we can't see your faces, so we're just, you know... Trusting God. Trusting God, shooting in the dark, just giving the word out as as the Lord puts it on our heart. So we just continue to step out on faith and do that and just believe God that it's getting to those that it needs to, to go to. And that is a huge step of faith. But we just keep moving forward with that, believing that God knows right where you are and that He knows your name specifically. And that if He drops that in our spirit, that while you may not be listening to it today, that it may be for Four weeks down the road, you pick up this podcast and you listen to this one and we call your name and it was the perfect timing because God's cool like that. He is so precise and specific in it. So we have to trust that when we step out on faith. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at KenAndLisaHenderson.com for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson. See you next week.